0: what's up you guys sean ross at fightful.com it is july 22nd it is the listening girl number five and last week i on the list goes on i I did a nice send off to denise i said denise i don't know when we'll see you on wednesdays again and here you are
2: and i'm back and better than ever (laughs) better than ever
0: so you're better than last week you're better than the week before
2: it's my five times. Okay, okay. like this is the this is a event I have to commemorate now.
0: As long as you're better than than whatever you do with those jobbers over at WrestleTalk, then I'm fine. I just want the best Denise. You can save the rundown tired Denise for them. How about that? Hey,
2: there is no such thing as rundown okay. tired Denise Salcedo. Denise has her working shoes on.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll I'll believe you. But right out of the gate, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, leave us a thumbs up. That stuff really helps. Uh, we've gotten a bunch of new subscriptions from that EC3 interview that's over 45,000 views. Thank you guys so much. I have a lot of really fun, really great interviews coming up, as does Denise Salcedo over on her channel, so make sure you show that some love, too. If you're watching live on YouTube, you can donate a Super Chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. We will give it some, some special care if you do that. Manny Santos says, Looks like Mandy and Sonya are back this week on SmackDown. Sonya posted a pic at the PC yesterday. Any word on Regal's major announcement? Well, I don't know what the announcement is, Denise. But what do you think his announcement is?
2: All right, so I've been reading everybody's different comments on this and kind of gauging what people think. And I mean, it's a full spectrum of things. I have people saying that, that he's gonna uh, not be GM anymore. People are saying there's gonna be a third hour added. I mean, oh. just about everything that you can think of has sort of been included into my uh, like comments. And when I was reading Regal's tweet today, it kind of read like he was stepping down. Yes. But I just didn't think that maybe That would be a possibility, but I guess, like, anything can happen. Uh, But that's how I read his tweet, though. It was just, like, the tone of voice. It was almost like if he was saying, like, goodbye. But I could be totally wrong, and I could have just read that very incorrectly.
0: Yeah, I I thought it read like he was stepping down as well. And I don't know who would step up. Maybe Shawn Michaels. He's there already, maybe. I don't think they would add a third hour to NXT. One, they, the only way WWE would do that is if USA paid a lot of money to do it. Because they are fully aware of the quality in which their show uh, has decreased uh, since they've added a third hour. I mean, the numbers are indisputable. They've added a third hour and viewers have just darted towards the exits. To avoid watching WWE Raw to the point where we're getting like 1.5 million. Oh my God. It, it's really, really rough. I think that a third hour would just be an albatross. Uh, just, oh yeah,
2: for sure. Like it would be too much. And then I think somebody, somebody else also thought that maybe they were moving dates. And I just kind of felt like everyone has such different opinions on what this announcement is going to be that I kind of hope it lives up to like our wild expectations, but hopefully it isn't something bad.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, uh, gosh, when raw was first in its, its three hour era, they were doing like four 5 million viewers. We're doing like one and a half, one point six. a half, 1.6. This is rough right now, so I don't think that'll happen. Mike Lucas says, is it possible Regal will be GM of all three brands? I don't, and Rob Oaken says, send Regal to Raw and SmackDown. I don't doubt that he could become a GM of a different brand. I think he'd be really good at that. I, I'm not ruling that out, that he's just GM across brand. But to me, I think if he got promoted... To Raw or SmackDown, that would be better. Because otherwise, what good is a brand split if you got the same guy running all three?
2: Yeah, that wouldn't make sense at all. And one of the things that I do want to mention that you literally just brought up was the fact that we are down to 1.5 million viewers. And I just think to myself, like where are these people going? Because it's not even like that we're seeing the numbers shift to somebody else's end. Like, for example, those 3 million people that are no longer watching, it's not like they switched over to AEW. So it's like, where are these people going? And I think, and I was just talking this over with a friend and I was like, you know, if what happened with WCW where they were getting like a million view, like 11 million viewers, where did all those people go? It's not like they all went to, WWE, so it's kind of scary that like these chunks of people are coming off, and I just like I hope and I have faith that they'll return once there's crowds, but it's kind of a scary reality.
0: It doesn't help when WWE puts out really bad content because what what they put out reflects on a lot of other people. Uh Anakin JMT says, Thank you to everybody who's donated to the Wild Boy GoFundMe. We're at twenty eight eighty five so far. You guys are awesome. Yes, uh, and he's actually in the Super Chat sending a Super Chat saying thank you for a lot of love and support. My dude, you do not have to send a Super Chat. Just send it right to my inbox and we'll read it. He unfortunately lost his mother this past week and he's had a rough go of it. He and his whole family have of late. One of the greatest dudes I've known and uh, I have his GoFundMe pinned to my Twitter right now and I just retweeted it. Uh, Please consider giving. It would help them out a lot by the way of medical expenses, funeral costs, Uh His mother raised an incredible person, and I hope that we can help him out a little bit because he is a great, great dude. Speaking of great dudes, our boy Throwback27 did his show last night. Go check it out on YouTube. He said, kicking at work, watching you guys. Thank you for making it better. Do you think there could be something insane happening in the cross and die-jack match? Could we have a three-way for the North American title? I don't think so. I would imagine that this is WWE's way of sending Dijak to Raw or SmackDown and killing him off, so to speak. Denise, what do you think?
2: Well, I definitely don't want to see Karen Cross and Keith Lee just yet because I still want there to be that tease. So I guess adding him into that match would probably be not. I think it would be too fast for it right now. Wouldn't be the time. Uh, But in terms of uh, Dijakovic going on to RAR, that's been talked about. So I would not be surprised at all if we were to see that happen. And I would actually be pretty happy about that.
0: So NXT, there, there's some definite intrigue around it tonight. And then you got John Moxley saying, oh, yeah, there's something that made me very happy on tonight's show. There's talk of a surprise. We've got Ivalice and Diamante, who, to my knowledge, are not signed to AEW. And, Denise, I cannot tell you how many Q&As I've done. It happens at least once every other week for the last year. So I would say I've said this probably 25 times. People say, Who should WWE sign? Who should Impact sign? Who should AEW sign? And I always say Ivalice and Diamante. I was shocked that when LAX went to AEW, that Impact wasn't like, you know what? Diamante used to be in LAX. We've got this badass women's division. Let's make it Diamante, Mercedes Martinez, and Ivalice. To me, that would have been revolutionary for them. They ended up getting... Uh, none of them which is uncharacteristic of impact as we will discuss later but now we got Lise and Diamante showing up on aew I love that and I know there's a lot of a lot discussed about Evalise's attitude I can tell you that I personally haven't experienced it like anything negative I've interviewed her like four times but there are people that I know and respect who have. What do you think about them bringing in Ivelisse and Diamante, apparently unsigned, and featuring them heavily on on Dynamite?
2: Well, I think one of the things that people have been saying is that they want more focus for the women's division in AEW. And so I remember saying that like if Kylie wasn't had you know had things not gone array or however they went down in AEW yeah. and had she not gone to impact she would definitely had been the biggest female woman star on on AEW so I feel like for them to bring in more women it would definitely be a bonus just because they need it and the fans want it like the fans are behind having legit storylines for the women so I think people want it um, but in terms of what I was thinking about too and like who would be like an AEW surprise in terms of coming in because basically at this point, like the term of like a big unsigned indie star sort of doesn't exist anymore since so many people have been booked left and right. And one of the people that I was thinking that would be like pretty interesting to see come along in AEW as Chris Hero. And I'm thinking okay because I know that I know that Moxley said that it was something that more of the hardcore fans would follow that they follow and that they would know about this. So I was thinking like why not Chris Hero? Like he would be such a badass like addition to the roster, but that was just one of my like little theories.
0: Yeah, uh, there's also the possibility of Warhorse who is an independent star that a lot of people have been pushing for to appear in a Cody Rhodes open challenge, and he has acknowledged that, so to speak. like He, he has said, hey, I, I hear you. I hear who you're talking about. Eddie Kingston's one that's been pushed for, for quite a while. Eddie Kingston's probably a guy that Moxley would be a little more familiar with because he's been around forever too. So, I mean, that's the thing. There are options out there. There are some people who, are, quite frankly, are tied up with NWA, and we don't know their contract status or what they'll be allowed to do. Uh, guys, I just want to make a note. There's a solid chance my power goes out during this show. If it does, apologies. I'll find a way to make it up, but we are trying to cram as much as we can into this time frame. Uh, so if the show's a little bit shorter, that's why uh, we do have a major storm going out here. It went off right before our show started. So yeah, I'm uh, battling that, but let's keep the ball rolling here. Naomi lost, uh, I, I thought, here's the thing. I thought the finish was creative on Friday, but it didn't do Naomi any favors. There's been a lot of, Naomi deserves better and a lot, a lot of that. There's, there's been a lot of people that imply that Naomi's never had her time to shine. That is not true whatsoever. However, should she be in a better spot? Yeah, she should be. There's no reason to use somebody who is over like that and can get everything over and cares so much about their look and changing things up. As her. And it's not like she hasn't pitched stuff, Denise. She has pitched stuff. She's pitched it repeatedly in interviews with other people who aren't doing anything. What do you think they could do with Naomi?
2: Okay, so first of all, I'm just going to revert to what I know best. So one of my favorite things to do in, like, deciphering, like, who's over, who's not, who should get a push, whatever, um, it's seeing how fans react to that person. And I remember WrestleMania weekend in New York, which was the last one that we did, Um at fan access you know when they have like their stage the stage and fans get to dress up and do the little special entrance and come out and you know do all of that i stood there i tend to stand there for like a really long time cuz they get pretty entertaining and i will say this that i saw more people do naomi 's entrance than like <laughs> some of like the other people that you would think oh everybody 's going to do this entrance, no, everybody wanted to do her entrance and it was literal things like that that make you realize that. Naomi isn't necessarily I wouldn't say she's Becky Lynch level or she hasn't had that spotlight like Oscar or Charlotte or somebody like that. Like, yeah, you can say she's had her spotlight, but she hasn't really had it, in my opinion, in, in lights like of somebody like Becky Lynch. And so to sort of see that she has that following and that people that, you know, they're reacting to her and what she does, that only tells me that we want to see more of her, and we want to see uh, see her have some good moments, especially the fact that she is so freaking athletic. Like, yep. it's insane. So it's not even like she's limited in the ring. It's not like she doesn't have a character or a unique look. Like, she has it all. So I definitely am in more of the side of where fans say, like, she really hasn't had her, her peak most moment sure. in the company.
0: Sure, and, and as I mentioned, she's pitched – ...working with Bianca Belair... ...there's no reason they can't trade her to Raw... ...and before you all hit me with the... ...oh, but but they don't like to split up couples... ...everybody's at the Performance Center right now... ...Jimmy is at home... ...they're not splitting anything up... ...by sending her to Raw for a few months... ...it's a make-believe show... ...they can trade her back whenever they want... ...they can literally trade her to Raw... ...have her and Bianca go on a great tag run... ...split, feud... ...send one back to SmackDown... Because, I mean, quite frankly, the Usos need a change of scenery anyway. If I were WWE, I'd be trading Viking Raiders and the Usos immediately. Because both have... How many times have we seen Usos a New Day? Fantastic. Um. But we've seen it a million times. We've seen Usos facing Cesaro and somebody else a million times. Maybe not Nakamura, but somebody else. We've not seen the Viking Raiders against those teams a million times. But we have seen Viking Raiders face Street Profits a million times and don't want them anywhere near each other. Uh, so, yeah, Mike Lucas sends a super chat and says, to be fair, Sean loses power would get views. Well, Sean loses <laughs> power. This show ends. We will be on uh, FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on to wrap it up afterwards because it's just a pain. It's just a pain. But, hey, for now, keep those super chats rolling. I see some of you asking questions and, and stuff like that. Donate a super chat. They'll get answered on the show. So we got some debuts. On Impact, I had mentioned on FightfulSelect.com this week, by the way, subscribe guys, I've got exclusive news there, non-stop. I had mentioned that, you know, Heath Slater showed up, EC3 showed up, Good Brothers showed up, but Kurt Hawkins was another name that was being rumored backstage for weeks. Well, he showed up last night and He's more valuable than a lot of people will realize. He's more versatile than a lot of people realize. Not everybody has to be a top guy in that company. He's gonna be a mid-card guy. He might be in a team, but he can train people. He can host things. He can do a whole lot. He can agent matches if you, if you so choose. He's had some experience doing that. What do you think of the acquisitions of Impact Wrestling? So far, it's Kurt Hawkins. It's the Good Brothers. It's EC3. Keith Slater, Motor City Machine Guns, that's seven pretty solid additions.
2: Right. Okay, so first of all, I will I said this last time and I got to say it again because I said that Impact Wrestling would benefit the most from WWE releases and it seems like just that and then with the incorporation of others, I think they are going down the right path. So One of the people that I do want to mention first is Eric Young. So the reason why I think, yeah, so I want to mention the fact that he's probably one of the most important guys that they have on there besides EC3 because Eric Young can sort of be plugged into any sort of position on the card and do great. So I think if he were to work with younger guys like Trey or uh, Ace Austin, I feel like they could really learn a lot from working with him. So I think that Eric Young is probably one of the top ones as well um, i think that and the three
0: sorry to interrupt you he already uh, has a hot program ready rich swan in him already white hot sorry continue
2: No, exactly, exactly. And then also with EC3. So my favorite portions about this is actually like the promos that he's been cutting with the whole control your narrative and uh, you've been controlled your entire life and do you allow the entire world to walk all over you? I think that's pretty cool and it fits perfect within the timing because as you know, we live in like a digital world where everything is about social media, what you see and what you consume and how it's shaping your mind and your opinions. And so... Even though it seems like a very obvious concept, I don't think it's necessarily something that a wrestler has sort of applied to his character, and that's what we're seeing with EC3, and I feel like there's a lot of uh, layers to that character that you can actually go out. Uh, I thought his debut at Slammiversary was pretty awesome. I like the fact that they added the clip at the end because it made him that much more of a big deal, and then uh, I like the fact that he's being presented as an outsider, but I I do think that it was kind of dumb that Josh Matthews pointed out that, oh, yes. he doesn't work here. He doesn't work here. I thought it would have made more sense to say that uh, that they he just hadn't been offered a contract yes. instead of saying like, oh, he doesn't work here. Because it kind of looks silly considering that we're seeing the packages and, and everybody knows like they could have just gone about it that direction. Oh, it was, um,
0: it was real yeah. bad. That was my biggest problem with last night's show besides some of the Wrestle House stuff, which we won't even talk about. I did a great long interview with EC3 and it was awesome. And he said, to be fair, I don't have a contract. And I said, I was like, yeah, but that's not what Josh was saying. It was bad commentary and they have needed an overhaul on commentary for a while. It's just, unfortunately when they do it, they put like Sanjay Dutt in there and he's really obnoxious and isn't good at it. They, they don't Don Callis will get put in there and then he just stops talking on commentary and Josh has got to say everything, but they, they've, it's just not good, the commentary where it is. When Josh Matthews goes, EC3, what is he doing here? Well, first off, you know what he's doing here. He's beating the shit out of Moose. How do you know that? Because you're watching it happen. Second off, he was promoted for the show. We know he was going to be here, but he doesn't work here. Well, then why is he supposed to be on the show? Why did you advertise him for the show? Then Madison's like, how did he get in? Because he was was supposed to be on the damn show! And, I mean, obviously, me and EC3 have a pretty good rapport because we've mentioned it on there. Like, I talk to him here and there. But, I mean... I'm not going to sit there and say that the commentary for what was otherwise a really awesome segment, EC3 popping up, great camera shot, Moose with a good sell, Moose, great facial reactions. I liked EC3 doing a different finishing move. Would have been real easy for him to grab Moose in the headlock and do do the old one percenter. He didn't do that. Did a new move. But I don't know if it was Josh Madison or who fed it to them. That hurt the moment, and I hated that for EC3, because it would have been better without anything. It would have been better if Josh goes, what the hell's happening? And then it went silent, like he didn't know if he was supposed to talk. But also, Denise, everybody knows it's a taped show. <laughs> if they didn't want him on there, they could have just edited I mean, there him
2: There was out. just a lot of fly there. Yeah, it was just like major contradiction. It was something like, oh, so like you you didn't see the rest of the show. What else was announced? Like it just didn't make sense. And it really did take away from the moment. And it was enough for like people to like be upset about it. And one of the things, too, that was also cool about EC3 was that he came in with the towel and looking really dark and serious. So that was pretty awesome. But, yeah, that that moment was a little ruined by commentary on there.
0: So we're going to really expand on that because, quite frankly, I love that Impact this week had the most buzz of anything. That, that made me feel so good because I know how hard a lot of those people are working. Hey, you know what? Josh Matthews works very hard. Josh Matthews, a lot of people are like, you know, he's been there through a lot of different regimes. That's because he does a lot of different jobs there. He works very, very hard there. So it makes me happy that a lot of people's hard work is getting noticed. Ethan Page, a person who I'm very glad is getting noticed. That guy has worked so goddamn hard to get himself in shape. And it's not just that. He'll host things. He'll host interview segments. He'll do vlogs. He'll do his own social media. He does his own thumbnails. He does a lot of that. And they and the Motor City Machine Guns had a killer match. And that was that was very awesome to me. Also reported that Motor City Machine Guns would become tag champions on FightfulSelect.com. And that they'd be coming into the company. Hot dog. But congrats <laughs> to Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. They had the longest title reign in TNA impact history, so good for them. But I talked to EC three, he sounded off on WWE, as did the Good Brothers. Who boy, there is a whole lot here. The Good Brothers were told by Triple or Carl Anders was told by Triple H When I think of you, I think of your kids, and I wonder, is AEW even going to be around? Well, the Good Brothers are going to be an impact in AEW for, or impact in New Japan for a while because they've signed two year deals with Impact. But they appeared on-
1: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card rowdy mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin-Marshall credit card bill.
0: American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Being the elite this week as well, it's been well known there's some heat there on the AEW side. Subscribe to Fightful Select, I got some news on that too. Do you think there's, do you think that time will heal all wounds here, and eventually we'll see them there?
2: Yeah. So one of the things that I remember Sean Waltman would always mention is like in wrestling. I don't remember the exact wording that he would say, but in wrestling, everybody eventually comes back. Everybody eventually ends up working together. Never say never. Yeah, exactly. So because of that, like whenever people have like feuds or or controversies, I'm like, you know what? Within time. It'll heal, people will return, and you know, people will settle whatever differences that they had. So I do definitely see it as a possibility.
0: And uh, they were pretty transparent about not being happy with Paul Heyman. And based on what I heard, hard for me to disagree with him. Hard for me to, when, when he put them on the chopping block after they got life-changing contracts, like retire-and-be-fine-forever contracts, and they said, yeah, it's a lot more than AEW and, and all that. But they said, anybody that knows us knows it is about the money a lot of times. That's why we screwed over our friends. That- I, do you think that this and a lot of the other deals, look at Mike and Maria. They wanted their releases. They got too good to be true contracts. Then they got fired. Good Brothers, too good to be true contracts, got fired. Uh, a lot of people that, that were going to leave ended up getting fired. Do you think that will change the way that people approach WWE contract negotiations?
2: I don't – the situation to me is not black and white. It's not as simple as, oh, don't sign with WWE because they're not going to use you the way you want. Or don't just stay because it's lots of money Yeah, I mean or more whatever.
0: about re-signing. If, if, oh, like if re-signing? someone's creatively unhappy like the Good Brothers, like Rhino, like – like uh any of the people that we mentioned, Mike and Maria, and then WWE dangles that carrot in front of their face and says, Here's five hundred grand, the revival, for example, they got out.
2: Well, think about it this way, because I remember Moxley saying that they had offered him another deal where he didn't even open the contract or he didn't even open the offer that they were offering him. So I just really think that it depends on the person. Like if you're going to take a look at this deal and think, you know what, maybe in this sense I'm going to say yes and I'm going to return even if I'm unhappy, that's one person. But look at people like Moxley where it wasn't worth it. Like he was fed up. He just wanted to leave. So that amount, he didn't even want to know what it was, so I just feel like I feel like you can't fault people, but at the same time, you can't not fault people because everyone makes different decisions, different choices there, and it's just it's interesting because again, with that quote, I mentioned this on on Monday. I get what Triple H was saying, but AEW might not always be there. I really do get that, but I also think that yeah, it was messed up that they resigned and then they got dropped. But it's just. I don't know. I can't say that there's a definitive answer for people when they are making this decision to re-sign or not resign.
0: And leverage is very important. And the Good Brothers had a lot of leverage because everybody knew that their deals were coming up last year. When you get fired, you don't have that same leverage. They didn't have AEW as an option. They didn't have... And right now, they didn't have New Japan as an option because that's more of a, v- a circumstance of the situation. They'll be in New Japan. But last year... I, but here's the thing. I think Mike and Maria end up in Ring of Honor. They've already done their podcast. They they've got friends there. They'll end up back there. But there are some people like what if the Revival had re-signed with WWE? They they wouldn't have the same leverage because they would have gotten fired. For sure they would have got fired.
2: Yeah, and I think, like, really, like, it's all about, like you said, it's all about leverage and just some people, they don't have it. And honestly, I think the best way to get leverage is if you're there and you leave and you make a bigger name for yourself and then you return like Drew McIntyre did because then at that point, I do think you have a little bit more leverage.
0: And the sad reality is so much of this is WWE's misuse of these people. Like, they're entertaining wrestlers but they they have been misused wildly. Uh, we get a super chat from Anakin JMT referring to Booker T's response to Naomi, and boy, is that a can of worms? Because there's a pattern of behavior for Booker T standing up for WWE as opposed to the individuals. And Booker, he says, does Booker just not get that WWE has failed to push people that have the guys that have gotten themselves over time and time again? Rusev, Ryder, Christian, Ziggler, Mizdow. The list is endless. Ziggler, I disagree with. He he got hurt, so that's that's why. But there does seem to be this this pattern of behavior from Booker T, where, quite frankly, he he sides with WWE on almost everything. He said says stuff like, "Oh well, Naomi's got to earn her right," and I think she has, and. He said, they can go to hell with all these hashtags. I'm tired of hearing about it. Nobody deserves a chance. You got to earn your chance. And I'm like, how many people have earned their chance? EC3 quite literally got fired and earned his way back to WWE. And what did they do with him? Luke Gallows went all around the world and earned his way back to WWE. And what did they do with him? So to say that Naomi doesn't deserve it, do I think her work can be hit or miss sometimes? I do. But, I mean, she's been there for like a decade. She's been there a long time. Uh, Naomi did respond to this. And um, I think she uh, tweeted like a Jim Carrey gif or something and says, she will do. And Sasha Banks was not happy about it. She said, don't feed into useless opinions no matter who they come from. What is your take on all this, Denise?
2: This feels a little too transparent. So first of all, I get Naomi's sense where she kind of did the well-do sort of thing because – I can't imagine there are certain people that they just can't, even if someone says something bad about them or something that they don't like, There's certain people that can't necessarily say, screw you, man, this is what I think. Yeah. So I think the approach that she took was a really nice, good girl type of approach. It was respectable for her to respond like that. And in terms of Sasha Banks, obviously she has a different approach and she has a little bit more pool where she can do that versus Naomi, who isn't necessarily at the level that, that Sasha Banks is in the company. But I get okay. Look, I get what Booker T is saying, but I don't think it applies here. So I'm all for work hard and do your thing, etc. Right? But it just doesn't apply in this situation because that's not always how things work. There's a whole lot more that goes into whether or not somebody's going to be spotlighted on the roster, not going to be, uh, you know, so on. So many things that we don't know about. So I do think, in that sense, it was kind of maybe. A little bit messed up but at the same time I guess you can take it and just try to make it the best that you possibly can.
0: Yeah and and as you said, easier said than done when you don't hold the fate of yourself in your own hands quite frankly, EC3's whole thing is control the narrative. He controls his own narrative. Now he released his own match at midnight so sometimes you gotta step out and do that. But look what happened when, when Zack Ryder got himself over. They took his show from him Put him in a wheelchair. Had Cena kiss his girlfriend in front of him. Booked Kane to throw him off a, a, a stage and made it look like he couldn't change a tire on a car as he's running away from somebody. They completely embarrassed the poor guy and they'd throw him a bone here and there. Here's a here's a WrestleMania tag title win. Here's a WrestleMania uh, intercontinental title win. Heh, good job, buddy. He was he was so much more talented than that. So is Naomi. Uh, I don't know that Naomi has been embarrassed quite to that level, but misused for sure. Uh, Sam Piboon says, which wrestling company will Zack Ryder sign with? I think probably AEW if he's not shown up in uh, Ring of Honor yet, but it also wouldn't surprise me to just see him try to ride the wave of the independent circuit when it comes back either.
2: I can definitely see him going to AEW. Like his, he would work so well there. Like it, it, like obviously he'd probably be doing something different. But let's just say he were doing something similar to what he did in WWE. I feel like it would go over very well there.
0: Somebody asked when I started to cover Impact Wrestling. I don't know, ten years ago. We've covered it every <laughs> single week on our website. Every single pay per view we've had a post show on. We have Steven Jensen that does the Weekender podcast where he reviews it on uh, FightfulSelect.com. Check it out. The content is out there. Our friend Kelsey says, at this point, if I was unhappy with WWE, I would walk. The money's one thing, but happiness and your sanity is a lot more valuable. There's other options out there. You guys are amazing. Keep it up. Kelsey, I appreciate that. I'm very glad to see you in here. Denise, I've been pretty transparent in the past. I've been made some very, very nice offers to leave Fightful and go elsewhere. From places that I think I would enjoy working at, by the way. Places that I respect an awful lot. But I look at it, and I, I would talk, talk it over with my wife. Places I've been at before. Um, and she says, you know what? I don't think you would be as happy if you went somewhere else. And is that worth it? Because ultimately, what you want in life is happiness. The money is very nice, and I'm not going to pretend it's not. I would not be able to put in the level of work that I, I am without that. But ultimately, the end goal of life is happiness, whether it be for you, for somebody else, for a lot of other people. And I think that's, that's, I think some saw it. Rhino saw it. Dax and, uh, Cash saw it as part of FTR. They knew it. Uh, Mike Canellis re-signed and then he was like, man, I, no, actually I want out of here. He saw it. EC3 was going to ask for his release, so he was seeing it. Deanna was going to ask for her release. She saw it. Tanara Conti asked for her release. She saw it. Where? How do you weigh that? How do you balance that, Denise?
2: Again, it depends on the person. Like you just said right now, You can't see yourself in a place where you don't have as much control, as much creative power. And I think that when somebody is like that, then yeah, you really just have to make the move. But if you're contempt and you're okay and you just want to make money, all right, that's fine. That's your deal because everybody's different and not everybody's going to make the same decisions. But I personally speaking, I'm all about like, if I, I love to have creative input I I don't think I would be able to survive if I wasn't allowed to say, like, hey, this is my idea and, like, let's move forward with it. Because a lot of people don't realize that when you're a creative person and you're full of ideas and you can do a million things and you're just doing one, it can really, really bring you down. And I think that sometimes people don't realize, like, how that could be how exhausting that could be like on your mental health if you're not really executing to your full potential everything that you can do.
0: Yeah, uh, I completely agree. I completely agree. There's an argument in the chat if Okada ever played the suicide character in TNA. He did. He he played it for like one or two matches, by the way. Uh, So if, if you all are arguing about that, it wasn't a regular thing, but they would just throw anybody they could get underneath that mask. Snacky TV says, Matt Cardona, internet champion, AEW Dark champion. If this were three weeks ago, Denise, I would say, yeah, probably. However, with them just debuting the FTW championship, I don't think they would go that route and have somebody else show up with their own belt again. Uh, He did have a new one commissioned, though.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan of, like, the whole, like, bringing in all these different bouts and stuff. I just feel like it's being overused already too much. We have Moose doing something similar in, in past. It's like it's too much already.
0: Reminder, guys, get your Super Chats in. Donate any amount. Get your question or statement right on the air. This will be a shorter edition of The List and You Girl. But you you can make sure you check out Denise all over the place right now. She is everywhere. I love it. How was your uh, Wrestle Talk experience the other night?
2: oh my god it was wonderful so I've been able to do like a lot of stuff with them and I don't even know why they, they just asked me and I was so happy and I was like dude I will take this opportunity and whatnot." so it's been really really fun I'm really thankful for like all the opportunities that they've given me because it's been like a whole new world a whole new audience of people that I'm meeting for the first time they're getting introduced to me for the first time and you know so I've made a lot more friends on social media which is always really nice and um, obviously the subscriber YouTube channel has grown which I'm really happy about because as you know like it is like a mission to like grow your YouTube channel so like any little thing that like, really really helps so that was really awesome and I had a blast I I besides the watch along I've never reacted to a show uh, you know in live time so that was kind of unexpected to do as well and I was the only one who didn't bring snacks but I was already uh-huh. fasting for the day so I was kind of regretting that but I was like dang I should have saved some gummy worms or something for
0: this. Yeah. Well, speaking of social media, uh Denise Salcedo has 125,000 TikTok followers. Yeah, which, but
2: I don't like TikTok.
0: Well, you have significantly more than the undertaker who just started a TikTok. He is at 54,000 Denise, you have more followers on TikTok than The Undertaker. How does it feel? I want your thoughts, feelings, emotions. I don't care that you don't like TikTok. I want your expert analysis on The Undertaker joining TikTok.
2: Okay, so first of all, I think I definitely deserve to go in the Fightful Hall of Fame, and of that's going to be my... Or, like, Fightful yearbook, if there's a yearbook, my quote's going to be, I have more TikTok followers than The Undertaker, therefore I now have a greater legacy. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, the point... When I read that, by the way, I was like, "What the hell, Undertaker on TikTok? Am I reading this correctly?" Um, he has he has daughters, right? Is it daughters yes. that he has? Yes. Because of that, I knew for a fact that okay, he probably started seeing how popular it is with through their, through his daughters. Because literally, I have like so many siblings and cousins, and they're all of age, like small ages, and. All they do all day is scroll on TikTok. So you have to realize like people are getting millions of views for like some of the dumbest things that you can think of, all right? Like you can post like
0: we're gonna see Undertaker do a lazy hip dance or something.
2: I don't he could just beep, post beep, something beep, on beep. his tiger and that will get like a million likes like yeah. it's insane so I think that right now I almost wonder if he's going through like this phase of his life where he's like trying new things you see that people do that they try new things that maybe they wouldn't have done back in the day explore a little bit so I think that's what we're saying I'm excited to see if he does that if he does any challenges that would be funny oh
0: my god could you imagine? He he can start
2: like a dead man Like a dead man dance trend
0: (laughs) Oh god Lonnie Barker says keep up the great work SRS And Denise thank you so much Tim Traver says happy hump day Hey happy hump day my friend And TD Stinger says thank you for everything you guys do Pour one out for Nate Weston Ooh I just hit that part of burn notice It was It was a heartbreaker Oh man So as we kind of wrap up more on Kyrie Sane. She's wrapping up with WWE. Uh, I have an exclusive update on that on FightfulSelect.com. But it would appear that her last match might have been this past Monday against Bailey. They got her a win. I'll tell you this. WWE does not want her wrestling anywhere else. And they are going above and beyond to try to make it to where she won't wrestle anywhere else. And this is not a new thing. This has been going on for months and months and months, and the back and forth. Um, we've talked about her almost ad nauseum, and, and will she go? Won't she go? All that good stuff. How are you feeling about Kyrie saying and and kind of what she's got going on right now?
2: I know I know that this is a case of she might just want to go home and all of that, but I don't see it happening. The fact that they're you know. Talent giving her different, you know, opportunities, different ideas that they're pitching her. I almost feel like she's gonna be convinced and she's gonna stay because at the end of the day, no matter where she goes, it doesn't even have to be AW, it doesn't matter wherever she goes, she is automatically gonna become the number one star woman star there and because of that like obviously you don't want to be the company that loses out on that potential number one star you don't want to be the company that gives away uh what did they say One man's one one man's trash is another one one's man's
0: treasure I, yeah
2: yeah and that's not saying that she's trash but i'm just trying to say like obviously like <laughs> you, yeah i'm not saying that by the way i'm just saying like something that maybe you didn't take full advantage of give it to somebody else and then it becomes like a big hit for them like nobody wants sure. to be on that that end
0: and if they find a way if she does leave and they find a way to keep her on the payroll whenever they tour japan they can just put her on the tours of japan they can give her a quick run or something like that they quite frankly the level of talent that they have between nakamura tozawa ioshirai they're gonna have Siri uh, I, th- I can't remember if I mentioned Asuka, but Kyrie as well. And the fact that they've got guys like AJ Styles on the roster, too, who made his made a big impression in Japan. They could do an extended tour of Japan. They could do a good two-, three-week tour of Japan, have a story where three straight episodes of Raw are from that country, or film them, and have Kyrie pop up and get a win, then put somebody over. There, there's a lot of options, and I don't blame them for trying to keep her as a part of that family. Uh, it just makes a ton of sense to me. Makes a ton of sense to me. I cannot believe the undertaker has TikTok.
2: <laughs> I'm g- I'm going to react whenever he does his first one. You should. That's it. Plans already.
0: That's good content <laughs> right there. So I mean, that's all we have. I told you guys I was going to condense this show today because of the storms going on. But FightfulSelect.com, I want to push that real quick. We've got shows every day. We've got seven shows a week now. Alex reviews Raw and SmackDown. I review NXT and AEW. If you want ROH, 205, Impact, GCW, Steven Jensen reviews that every weekend on The Weekender. You saw him on our Impact Slammiversary review this week. On top of that, Backstage Report podcast, Q&A show every single week. Then we got The List Goes On. And that's on top of all the news. Our our level right now on on Fightful Select that all this stuff I'm talking about is $5 a month. So That's less than a dollar per show per week. I mean, my God, I can't even break it down right now. It's cents per show, and it supports us uh, really, really well. Leave us a thumbs up, but Denise, tell the people where they can find you.
2: All right. So I have good news. I finally got around to doing something that I should have done a million years ago. I kicked myself in the face every time, but whatever. Um, I'm officially on anchor.fm, which means that now I have a podcast slash audio version of my wrestling interviews because I know sometimes people don't want to always have to watch exactly. the video and they want to listen to podcasts while they drive or while they take a walk. So I'm officially on there, which means I'm officially on Spotify. So I'm really excited about that that you can go and you can listen to my interviews on there and um the most recent one that i did was with selena de La renta but i have stuff up there with shane helms i have one that i did with chris van vliet and then i have another interview that's coming up next week which i will announce afterwards once it's actually done and set in stone but i'm really excited about it um youtube.com slash denise salcedo twitter and instagram at underscore denise salcedo tweet me i actually respond and talk to people
0: a lot more than I do. Just kidding. I do it a lot. But, uh, guys, that that also reminds me, uh, the audio versions of our interviews, you may have noticed if you subscribe to the podcast feed, I uh, put a bunch of those up. Those will be going up for the longer interviews, like longer than 10, 15 minutes, as we release those. So keep your eye out. Another way for you to check out our interviews. And most importantly, spread the word for us, for Denise, for everybody else. Thank you all so much. Until next time. Join us for the Wednesday Night War. We're out.